One, two, three, four. You are listening to the Netbuskers Folk Shop, Season 1, Session 3. This is your host, Stu Venable. Third time's a charm, they say. Uh, Season 1, Session 3. I'm Stu Venable. director and co-founder of the world-famous Poxy Boggards, and uh, have also been in other bands. Um, Getting right into it, uh, the songs featured on this episode are going to be one of many versions of Lord Randall and Henry Me Son, uh, which you may have heard the Poxy Boggards perform, and we've been doing it for a very long time. Uh, Both of these songs are from the Lord Randall body of folk songs. Um, That's kind of what I coined it. There are a lot of variations on this kind of folk music. Um, The Lord Randall songs, according to Wikipedia, are considered Anglo-Scottish border ballads, and most of them are a discussion between a lord or something of that sort, and usually the lord's mother. Apparently, this sort of ballad was rather popular in most of Europe, Uh, There are many variations from other European cultures, including Italian, German, Danish, Swedish. Um, Many of the English versions are also called some variation of Henry, my son. Hence the other song you're going to hear. In most of these songs, the subject, Lord Randall or Henry or whatever his name is, uh, returns home from visiting his lover, having been poisoned by her for some reason. Upon his return, he explains to his mother that he is either dying or not feeling well, and he wants to go lie down and rest, or perhaps die. Um, The first version I'm going to play for you uh, is in one of Cecil Sharp's books, English Folk Songs from the Southern Appalachians, Volume 1. Interestingly, this is not an English version of this song, but this is a song from the Appalachians. Uh, According to the book, the song was relayed to Mr. Sharp by a Mrs. Dora Shelton of Allenstand, North Carolina, on August 2nd of 1916. Now, the book has 13 versions of Lord Randall, and I kind of picked through a few of them. Uh, And I decided to go with this one because this one had a really pretty melody, uh, which I I thought was a really nice contrast to Henry Meeson, which is, you know, of course, of the same folk tradition. Um, And I'll probably do more of those in the future because some of them, a lot of them were really pretty and they were very different too. That's that's one of the things that kind of stood out. It's how music sort of wanders as time goes by. And we've noticed this in my band as well. I mean, we'll record a song and then you rehearse it periodically, perform it occasionally. And then years later, we'll go back in to record it again because maybe the CD's out of print or we want to do a new version of it, or we're just checking to see, you know, where the song's at. And everyone's part has like wandered away from what it originally was. The melody isn't being sung exactly as it was written. The bass line isn't exactly, the tenor lines, all the parts have all kind of wandered. It still sounds fine, 
but it's slightly different than the song as it was written. And, and that's with a band that's trying to do the same thing every time. So if you have a situation where you've got someone who just sings a song for the joy of singing the song, not for an audience or for, you know, public consumption and things like that, I can imagine that the songs are going to change and morph even more so. And they sound so different than the, the versions that you find from England. Uh, and they're different from the versions you find in different areas of Appalachia. I was just amazed by that. And I, maybe in the future I'll do like a, like a compare and contrast and do three or four of the same sort of song or the same song by title. And you can kind of see how different regions of this one small part of the United States drift away from each other musically. So anyway, here is... Lord Randall, this is version A, according to the sharp text. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. What you will to your father, Jimmy Randolph, my son. What you will to your father, my oldest, dearest one. My horses, my buggies, mother, make my bed soon. For I am sick-hearted and I want to lie down. What you will to your brothers, Jimmy Randolph, my son. What you will to your brothers, my oldest, dearest one. My mules and my wagons, mother, make my bed soon. For I am sick-hearted and I want to lie down. What you will to your sisters, Jimmy Randolph, my son. What you will to your sisters, my oldest, dearest one. My gold and my silver, mother, make my bed soon. For I am sick-hearted and I want to lie down. Jimmy Randolph, my son What you will to your sweetheart My oldest, dearest one Bulrushes, bulrushes And both parched brown For she is the reason I want to lie down Bulrushes, bulrushes And both parched brown For she is the reason I want to lie down. 
Now, the first thing that you may notice is that there is no Lord Randall in this song. I'm assuming that Sharp was categorizing these songs because they are sort of descendants of the Lord Randall folk songs. Um, but most of the versions in this book, the versions that came from Appalachia, almost all of them are um, Jimmy Randolph or John Randolph. One of them says Lord Randolph, but not one of them says Lord Randall. Anyway, um, also when I was learning this song, I didn't know what bull rushes were because during the course of the song, uh, in some in some versions of the song, it almost seems like the uh, subject of the song, the dying uh, dude, is uh, maybe concealing, or at least the lyrics kind of imply to me that he's sort of concealing the fact that he's dying from his mother. Um, and other ones that seems to be very apparent. Uh, and the other thing uh, is that... Um, the lover who poisoned him very nearly always gets something really crappy in his will. Um, in this version, bull rushes, which I had to look up because I was not familiar with the term. And as soon as I saw a picture of these things, I'm like, oh, when I was in Boy Scouts, we used to see those things when we used to go to summer camp all the time. And we called them cattails. And if you don't know what a bull rush is, you probably know what a cattail is. And if you don't know what either of those things are, it's some kind of plant that grows usually around water and it has sort of like a flowering thing on top. And the only way I can describe it is it looks like a fibrous hot dog. So if you go look up a picture of one of these things, you'll see it looks kind of like a hot dog. I suppose it also looks like a cattail. Yeah. Uh, the implication from the song is that bulrushes are worthless. Uh, and that's the sort of thing you'd leave to the person who murdered you in your will, I'm assuming. That's what I would do. Um, if I even bothered to mention them at all, and I might be so miffed, I might not. Although I may not know that when I write the will, because you don't get to write the will after you die. But I bet a lot of us wish we could. Um, now, the second song, Henry Me Son, uh, you may have heard it if you've ever seen the Poxy Boggards Clean Sets. Um, and we also use it as a warm-up song occasionally. Um, very rousing song. Uh, in the early days of the Poxy Boggards, actually a year or two before the band started, I found this CD. I have no idea where I got it from, but I did a little bit of research and I can kind of figure out where I got it from. Um, and the, the CD was called All the Best Irish Drinking Songs. The song was uh, released by Madacy Entertainment. I think I'm pronouncing that right, M-A-D-A-C-Y. That is now a defunct publishing company that produced a lot of sort of best of CDs. They did like holiday music collections, all kinds of stuff like that. Most of it, a lot of it was public domain songs. I guess they had their own in-house band that they used to record some of it. I don't think they did that with all the best Irish drinking songs though. Um, you used to find their stuff in discount stores. Apparently their biggest outlet was Walmart. So this is like a very inexpensive budget CD company that happened to produce this gem of a collection of Irish drinking songs. Now I must warn you, and this has nothing to do with folk music and it has everything to do with the internet. I suggest you don't try to find this CD. The company... Madison Entertainment, as far as I can tell, they're defunct. 
They don't exist anymore. They got bought up by a Canadian company several years ago. Their webpage is gone. I went on the Wayback Machine. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that wonderful internet archive. Um, and it showed their web address, but nothing loaded because their webpage, this is how old, how long ago this was, their webpage relied on Flash, which no one's doing anymore. I don't even think most people even have Flash installed anymore. Um, but it did show their web address. So I went ahead and typed it in and it took me right to like a, a squatter site where someone's holding on to the, that domain name until someone else wants it. And I also, in addition to that, got a very suspicious message that was probably trying to coax me into installing some kind of malware on my computer. So I would not suggest you try to find this CD. The other problem that I found is the CD seems to be available on Amazon, uh, but there's a a few reviews on there that said that they did not get the CD they thought they were going to get. So I don't know if there's someone out there that's using the same cover and has just thrown together a collection of Irish drinking songs. I, I have no idea, but I would be careful if you try to find this thing because you may not get the CD. I have no idea where my copy of it is. I think I might have it somewhere. I think I've got a CD wallet somewhere and it might be in it but I don't know. Um, anyway, that CD, which totally sounds like a bunch of Irishmen singing in a pub. You can hear glasses clinking in the background. You can hear people talking and laughing in the background. Um, the, the guys who are singing are mic'd well. You can totally hear them and understand what they're doing. Uh, but it sounds like it was just recorded live in a bar someplace. The Boggards version of this song uh, was featured on our second CD, Barley Legal, which is now out of print and was originally released in 1999. Uh, here is my version of Henry Me Son. Where have you been all day, Henry Me Son? Where have you been all day, my beloved one? I've been out in the meadows, I've been out in the meadows. Make my bed, I've a pain in me head and I want down. And what did you have to eat, Henry, my son? What did you have to eat, my beloved one? Some pies and beans, some pies and beans. Make my bed, I've a pain in the head and I want to lie down. And when shall I wake you up, Henry, my son? When shall I wake you up, my beloved one? I will. Mother, goodbye, dear mother. Make my bed. I've a pain in me head, and I want to lie down. And what will you leave your children, Harry, my son? What will you leave your children, my beloved one? A debt to pay on, a debt to pay on. Make my bed. I've a pain in me head, and I want to lie down. What will you leave your wife, Henry, my son? What will you leave your wife, my beloved one? A rope to hang on, a rope to hang on. Make my bed, I've a pain in me head, and I want to lie down. 
Well, that's it for this episode of the Netbuskers Folk Shop, and I hope you enjoyed the songs. If you did, please consider leaving a review wherever it is you got this podcast, or tell a friend about the show. You know, that's the number one way that people discover new podcasts. Their friends, their loved ones, their relatives, whoever, uh, suggest it to them. So if you want to suggest the show to someone who likes folk music or the poxy boggards, or just music in general, then please let them know about the show. I would appreciate it. Um, by the time you hear this, the CD, and we've got to come up with a better term for that because there's not going to be an actual CD of this thing, of the music from the first season uh, will be available for online purchase and streaming shortly. I can't tell you exactly when this is going to happen because... The wheels of that machine move very slowly. But at some point, all of the music from this first season, it's going to be 11 songs in total, will be available to, for purchase wherever it is you purchase your music online, or it will be available for streaming wherever it is you stream your music online. Uh, and and it should be at most of those outlets. Now, as uh, this CD release happens... Uh, and I start collecting links on where you can find this. I'll put all of those links on netbusker.net, which is where you can find everything about the show. Um, if you would like to support the show in a more direct way, you can go to netbusker.net slash support. That's netbusker.net slash support. There you will find links to the Patreon. You'll find links to my coffee account. And there's some other ways that you can support the show on a continuing basis and ensure that I continue to do this for years to come, which is my intent. One, two, three, four. Well, hey, thank you very much for joining me for season one, session three of the Netbuskers Folk Shop. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>